You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 84. Can you believe it? Um, I, I went and checked back today. Um, I think it's like the 11th of May, which is not that far away, will be our one year anniversary uh, of the Union 0430. So uh, pretty amazing. Um, yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, I'll leave it at that. We'll talk more about it down the road. You'll tell very, very light crew tonight. I think Dave's probably on a fire call. Um, Mark is uh, cutting trees. Cutting trees. Yeah, he's probably drooling over a new still chainsaw or something. Um, and Dave, yeah, doing his thing as a firefighter. You know, he's a pretty big deal now. Um, Philly is coming to us all the way from Port Perry, Ontario, with his uh, brand new high-end uh, Punisher waterfowl tumbler. Um, this is the official drinking cup of the <laughs> Union 0430. You That's too right. could have one for $69.95. Yeah, yeah. It, it just slap a Punisher sticker on any old tumbler oh, and you've just there you go. Look at this. You just completely <laughs> and utterly ruined my sales pitch. <laughs> you stole my idea. And Craig, tell us, and our good friend, Craig Lalonde, you've heard us talk about Craig a number of times on the show, a really good friend. Uh, we've been hunting with him a, a bunch over, over the years, him and his wife. Um, Craig, I can't pronounce the name of the town that you're in, so I'll leave it to you. Wabashin. <laughs> there you go. You got it. Still got it. Wabashin. It's like Kinkerden. Yeah, it's Wabashin. like Kinkerden. Wabashin. Okay, coming <laughs> to us from Wabashin, uh, Ontario, which is not that far from Barrie, right? Yeah, about half hour, 40 minutes north of Barrie. Okay, cool. So in, in the snow belt, um, if, that, if that makes sense to, uh, to anybody from Ontario. Um, so Craig's come on with us tonight. Um, I can't believe it's taken us this long to actually get you to come on the show, Craig. Uh, I'm a little bit, a little bit upset with, with myself that this invite hasn't went out a lot sooner than this. Um, and for anybody that, and, and if you're wondering why I'm saying that is because over the years, we've had some very, very good laughs and times with Craig. So uh, it, it's, it's a little bit weird that it's taken us this long to get Craig onto the show. But Craig reached out to me a, a bunch of weeks ago and had mentioned the fact that um, he was planning a trip for him and his dad to go out west. He had a ton of questions on, on how to gear this up and how to plan it and, and all of the, all the ins and outs of it. And, uh, and I pitched the idea to him to probably do a show. And, and of course he, he jumped on because he wants to be part of the union 0430, <laughs> like who wouldn't. Um, so that's why Craig's on tonight. So we're going to, we're going to go through that. Um, Phil will probably chime in on some of the stuff that he's, figured out over the last little bit because Phil's gone out West. I've been out West um, with a guide in the past. Um, so yeah, it should be a good show. So um, that was a very, very long introduction fellas. And I'm sorry, that was really long winded. So <laughs> Craig, thanks for coming on buddy. Um, yeah. A shame that it's taken us this long to get you on. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And, uh, and like, honestly, like, like we've talked before, it's, I've always been uh it's always been really cool to see the guests you guys have on. So it's like, it's not like with seeing all the people you guys have had on in the past where I'm sitting here saying, well, why don't you have me on yet? I'm kind of a big deal, right? Well, you, you are a big deal. You're a <laughs> triple threat, dude. <laughs> You're a big deal in my books. Yeah, you are a big deal. No, I appreciate for, you guys having me on. And like I said, and, when I, like I said in the messages, like, uh, you know, I wouldn't typically think I've got a whole lot to bring to, uh, to the crowd, but I thought, you know, just, uh, the stuff I've been trying to look into and find out that, um, it would just—I'm sure there's other people that have had the questions or yeah, absolutely for the answers and that. So I thought it might be helpful just to kind of share what I've been trying to figure out, anyways. Just like uh, just like Phil said before uh, before we started, we've got to try and help out the millions and millions of fans, right? Because they <laughs> yeah. may have the same questions. So hey, you're you're doing the public a, a great service here, Craig. So we are we are here as an educational resource. That that side, is true. With a, with a side of comedic factor. 
Yes. Um, I will Craig, impart, I, I, wisdom. And Craig, um, we must ask, what is your libation tonight? I have, what was in this one, Carrie? Forty Creek for right now. Oh, that's a that's, just, em that's, just empty. That's a bottle, though. And yeah, that's a good yeah. choice. That's nothing wrong with Forty Creek. The next one will be cracking because that's all that's left. Oh, in there's this guy. Hey, oh, buddy. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Hey, Sorry. are you gonna are you gonna come visit? Uh, are you gonna come visit us at the Toronto Sportsman Show when we're uh, when we're down there in, on the nineteenth of March? <laughs> yeah, you are. We'll have. We'll have to hook you up with some free stickers. There you go. Because yeah. who doesn't like free stickers? Yeah. yeah. Caleb wanted to come on and say hi because he uh, he's actually going to be part of the the trip this this year now too. So. Nice. Oh wow. Hey, <laughs> you Caleb's forehead sneaking his way in there. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm I'm jealous of you. You think you could fit me in your uh, suitcase and take me along with you? Mm. No. Oh snap! No, I'm I'm just a little tired. <laughs> that was a no yeah that that's that was a he didn't even think no. about it either that was just no. that was really right. quick bye bye see you boys <laughs> all right have a good night guys sorry about that yeah no it's okay buddy it's <laughs> awesome that, that, that's that's going to be pretty special craig that so there'll be three generations on this hunt yeah. so your so your dad yourself and and caleb right yeah, yeah, and he—it's going to be just before his tenth birthday too. So, wow, so that kid—that kid's going to be ruined. Yeah, he's going to be ruined. He's yeah. going to—he's—he's he's going to go out west and he's going to experience things out there. And he was like, "This, what? Why are we doing this in Ontario when we could be out here all the time?" Yeah, right. No, he's—he's pretty—he's super excited about it because he—he's never had a chance to even go out in the field with my dad or anything, right? So, right. Um, and that's take pictures. Oh yeah, so I take that's, that's, a shit ton of pictures. That's gonna be my project for the summer is figuring out how to use that camera that yeah. that Carrie bought me for my birthday this past year. So yeah, got to play around with which that. I and have, try and... Which I may have helped with. What's that? Which I may have helped with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She said she was bouncing all the ideas off you and Marco and everything. Yeah. So, well, so it's a big that. deal, you know. No, Billy is <laughs> a bit of bit of a big deal. No. Yeah, he does um, have that big boat. I'm oh. a big deal in this little room that I'm sitting in. <laughs> That's only because I'm by myself. I, I, I feel the same way too, buddy. Um, Craig, let's, let's get into it, man, because it is like, first off, in today's day and age, um, this is not a cheap trip to pull off, right? Like, what are you going for? Are you going for a week? Uh, it's going to be three days of hunting. So about yeah. a week. You yeah, know, flying out, spending a day out there, kind of checking out some other stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it, that was a big thing for me is because it's a it's a present for my dad, right? So yeah. if I was jumping in a truck with a bunch of buddies and just paying for myself, like it would have been so much easier. But That's um, right. yeah, I was trying to figure out how to if I could do it first of all, and the price tag that went along with it. Yeah. So yeah, like especially like I said in today's day and age where everything is increased and um, you know so doing your due diligence and, and trying to make sure you get the best bang for your buck really is what you're trying to do, right? Without, without mortgaging the house or taking a second mortgage out on the house, you know, like you've got, and, and of course you want to make sure that, that you're going out there and, and you're going to do it the right way. And you're going to experience the things that you want to experience. Right. So, um, so did you, so I know one of your first questions, and I guess this is something that, everybody um and phil even even you because you will touch on this i know in a, in a little bit but um the first question most people ask is you know should i go with a guide or should i go out and freelance like what did you guys decide to do uh so for me it's just i don't have the ability to really go out and i just don't have the gear don't have the trailer and stuff like that um so like right away i knew i was going guided option yeah. uh but the big the big part of the decision for me up front was how do we get out there? Because um, everything about this is basically right. an accommodation, right? Like travel, the the experience is all accommodating my dad. Um, because, you know, my dad's in his mid, mid late 70s. And, yeah. uh, you know, still in overall good health, but it's just some mobility issues in that, right? right so, of course. When I first thing for me was like, are we driving out? Are we doing the, the classic road trip? Are we doing the train, doing the, the flights? 
Yeah. Um, so like that was kind of the basis of, of everything. And then like, okay. And then from there it was like, okay, so are we doing Saskatchewan? Are we doing Alberta, Manitoba? Um, so yeah, that was, that was the big thing was starting off with him. Like, how do you want to get out there? Yeah. And, and what did you guys choose? Uh, so we, we ended up going the flight option just because, uh, so it was kind of, it was hard because I wanted to keep it a surprise as long as I could. So I was trying to look into all the options, but the hard part there was, I didn't know what my dad would be up to doing. Right. So I was trying to get all the options so that I could present him, you know, like with a portfolio of ideas. Um, so I was, I was hoping to kind of do the road trip. Um, but then, you know, of course, when you start breaking down costs and you look at, you know, we're, we're sitting just under $1.60 a liter right now. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, so I, when I went to my dad with it and I said like, here's kind of all your options. He, uh, he said, he didn't think he could do the trip because like our house is three hours from his place. And he said, that's getting to be too much anymore. So yeah. I figured even if we had to do the road trip out there even if we were stopping frequently it's like well you know it's going to be another week just going there and back kind of thing mm-hmm. so and he said he'd like to fly so he was up that's what he threw out there so we kind of I, once i had that i was able to kind of take it and fly i can tell you that i will never do that drive again yeah <laughs> i i did it once the trip out was was okay because it was the first time and and you know and i went with a bunch of friends um so you know like it, it was fun on the drive out but on the drive back, like it was horrible. The trip back was just, are we yeah. home yet? You know, are we home yet? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Phil, you, you guys are headed out next. You're headed out next fall as well. Are you, yeah. so Craig, where are you going? Are you going Saskatchewan or just Manitoba? No, we were, we decided on Manitoba just because yeah. for, for me, a big part was doing the Oak Hammock Marsh thing, right? Doing the whole Ducks. A- absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's why we just kind of figured it's shorter flight. Flights are way better priced than heading out to Saskatchewan. And of we course. can do all those little little side pieces I wanted to do. Awesome. And Phil, you guys are headed out west. Where are you headed? And you guys are driving, right? We are, well, at least I'm, I'm flying. Smart man. Um, I'll be flying. Like, I, I wasn't opposed to doing the drive. Like, I've driven to Thunder Bay moose hunting for like 10 years. And like that, apparently it's only the halfway point to get to Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna fly. I'm gonna be flying out with uh, with my buddy Jordan there. Um, he, he did the drive for a number of years. Like they, they do the freelance thing, so like they've got like an established operation, so to speak. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They um, they're set up for it, right? Like from yeah, what like, you've told me, like they they have everything set up out there for them. It's show up, grab your stuff, and and go right. Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna fly out of Pearson. Um, I yeah. think like chances are him and I'll be on the same plane. Like the be kind of like how to plan it out the best, obviously. Mm-hmm. Be like you know, Jordo and I will will fly out together out of Pearson. I think some guys are driving just to have trucks, whatever the case. I don't. Right, right. I'm gonna go out there and crush birds and take pictures. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Um. So now, Craig, I know now that you're you're so you're going to fly out you're dealing with a guide um so then obviously you're going to rent a car is is that is that safe to assume yeah yep yeah so we're going to fly into winnipeg rent a car uh spend a day you know hitting old kamek marsh and doing our own thing and then Mm -hmm. uh, and then the the day after we get out there we'll be making the trek across manitoba so we're going to be kind of western manitoba Okay. Who are you, if you don't mind me asking, who, who's the guide that you're going with? Give them a, give them a little bit of a show. Yeah, so I, I booked with Michitoba Outfitters. Oh, I've um, heard of those guys. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had reached out because it's like the best thing now, it's like having you guys and everybody else that I've met over the last bunch of years, just yeah. had such a good network of people to kind of reach out to and say like, here's what I'm looking for. And yeah, you know, here's what I'm trying to do. And everybody kind of said, you know, everybody gave me their, all the, you know, all the names to talk to and, yeah. Uh, so like you got you could put me in touch with Daryl so I talked to him yeah. and and he gave me a name of a buddy said like he could probably cater to you a little bit better and then yeah but that was in Saskatchewan so right when I got you know looking at Manitoba and stuff got some names um and I can't remember oh it was uh it was Troy Troy Pointer he 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 uh, mentioned he had gone with Mitchitoba before so I reached out to okay, them cool cool and uh you know asked and again asked around for reviews and stuff like that and um 
and they're a quality they're a quality outfit right yeah and then yeah. the good thing was it's like again because for me it all really came down to could i afford to do it right right um and and was it going to be something that my dad could manage like if we took the time to get out there and the expense how was it going to work out yeah and uh, and this guy in particular like, like when i explained to him you know my dad might go out hunting he might not right so yeah you know i don't want to spend the thirty five hundred dollars a person for my dad yeah. to maybe go out hunting once on the trip right mm -hmm. so this guy was really good he worked with me and kind of some pricing and and has really been accommodating uh just with what you know may or may not happen on this trip so that's so, awesome uh, that's awesome that i just, just oh, want to say craig you can't put a price tag on memories yeah oh yes you can <laughs> you got to be able to afford it though. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. you can put a price tag on it because i tell you what there's a couple places down in Arkansas that I want to go. And apparently right. you can put a price on that memory. <laughs> yeah. <Lost laughs> break. And the, the hard part for me is usually if I, if I, if I have an idea that I want to do something as much as I hate to spend money and like, like anybody money's limited, right. It's like, yeah. as soon as I get yeah. an idea in my head, it's like, chances are it's going to happen. Right. Like, you yeah. know, it's like, it, you know, when you guys have a camp or anything pops up, it's like, do I have the money? Eh, I probably will. But the answer yeah. is yes. The answer is pretty yeah. much always yes when something comes up, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, so I, it's like if it's chances are chances are I was going to go forward. It was just trying to make sure that, like you said, right? Like I'm not not taking out another mortgage just to make it happen, kind of thing. Now the bigger question, Craigie, are you taking the browning? I am. It's gotta go. Damn right it does. So That's so the plan I had. Man. Because I wanted to take that gun, uh, and my brother has now. Now my brother's confirmed he is going to go. Um, but originally planning it was it was for my dad and I. And then I tacked Caleb on, and now my brother's probably going to go as well. This, or he is going to go. Wicked. Nice. And so my brother's only been hunting the last few years. Growing up, it was only me and my dad. Uh, so right. my brother got into it, and you know when he was getting into it, he's like, "Oh, it'd be great. I can finally start hunting with dad." But by then, dad wasn't yeah. doing it anymore. So, but my brother has a 50th anniversary Ducks Unlimited uh, Winchester, just a small 20 gauge pump. Ooh. So I was like, that'd be sweet to take that. And then, yeah. so, so Caleb doesn't know, but, well, oh. easy. Uh oh. So I found oh, Marco, our good buddy Marco. He likes the to send me pictures of guns that are for sale. The, the Portuguese actually... penetrator. <laughs> <laughs> so I bit on this one. It's not a fancy gun, but it's a little 20 gauge. It's an old DU one, and it's got oh green wow, wing. that's nice. a green wing. So, so yep. back when the green wing program was on the go, that's right. And I don't, as long as I've been around, I don't, I don't recall this gun ever. Uh, and yeah. you can't, they don't, they don't have the green wing stuff anymore, right? So yeah, so yeah, I saw that it was in Thunder Bay. A uh, buddy of ours is in Thunder Bay, comes back and forth, and uh, yeah. so he brought it down for me. So wow. that's. That's a 10th nice. birthday present right there. So the plan wow. was to take all those guns out there and get them all pictured together. So I may or may not do that. But, but at you some should point, totally do it, man. If I don't take yeah. them out, just uh, because like my brother's gun, it's a 20 gauge, but it's an old one. Like it's 30 years or 30 plus years old. Uh, it doesn't have the removable choke. So it's like, he's not going to be throwing crane and uh, goose loads through that thing. So right. if, if, if I don't take them, it's like, I'll just get Phil to do a little photo shoot with the three of them sometime. Yeah. Why do you say the word? We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, buddy. This is shaping up to be a pretty member. I, I knew the background and the reasoning, but now, you know, that Caleb's going, your son and your brother is going, um, it's shaping up to be a pretty special hunt. And then you've got some pretty good history with Oak Hammock Mersh too, right? that that's yep. drawing you back to that and and anybody that's listening um canada or the u.s um duck factory number one um you know that is i've got my picture taken there underneath that sign and it is it is special to see and to be able to be there so um something that everybody should check out and and i know you have some history there too right yeah, I haven't been to the, uh, what was, yeah, Big Grass Marsh number one or Duck Factory number yeah. one. I, I was never there, um, but when I was 16, yeah, 16, I went out to Oak Hammock Marsh. I'd won a, yeah. a contest through Ducks Unlimited through the Green Wing program at the time. Um, and I, I had been a member and going to do uh, dinner since I was like six. But when yeah. I was 16, I won that. Got to go out, spent a week out there, did catfishing on the Red River, 
banding ducks and, and songbirds and stuff like that. And it was all through DU and it was all paid for. So when I came back, that was when I was like, all right, I need to volunteer and kind of pay them yeah. back. Right. Like figured they, yeah. they spent a lot of money on me. So, and that's where that was 25 years ago this year. And I've been, wow. been volunteering since. Right. So, nice. but my, and then I, when I got to go back there in January one year, um, when I was working at DU, yeah. um, you know, just for our, our training and stuff. Um, so I've been back, I've been there twice. So it'd be really cool to, and, and my dad is the one obviously that got me into hunting and, you know, it all stemmed from that. Uh, so it'd be kind of cool to finally take him there and for Caleb to, to get to experience that with him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is a pretty special place and, uh, and especially, uh, when are you going? Uh, middle of September. Like we'll be, we arrive in, um, in Winnipeg on the 11th, September 11th. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the amount I, one thing I can remember is, is driving in the old Kamek Mersh and the amount of geese that were on, like, as you're driving in on the left-hand side, cause it's just nothing, it's just prairie, right? Um, yeah. The amount of geese um, and it's Manitoba, right? And people always think Alberta, Saskatchewan, Man Manitoba does pretty good as well. Um, yeah, so when I went a lot there, of water. Yeah. 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 When I went well, there, when I went there as a kid, like I was there in September, or uh, sorry, August. Um, and so like resident birds and stuff, right? No migration going on. And I just remember getting to Oak Hammock when they picked me up from the airport and got me there. And you just got outside and it wasn't the end of the night where they're coming to rooster or anything. And the sky was just black with, yeah. with ducks, right? I'd never seen anything like it. I don't think I've seen yeah. anything since. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to get my dad out there like at the dusk time when the birds are all coming in for the night. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now so um you've picked your date you've picked your out uh, you know you you've decided you're going to go with an outfitter you've decided that you're flying out far and we've we've started to talk about your your firearms so um what have you found out with regards to flying with your firearms uh so at first like, yeah like i knew nothing about it um so i started throwing again reaching out to everybody i knew and uh so marco he was the first one that had kind of reached out to me to say that uh, people he knows had started shipping their guns out ahead of time and said they would never go back to, to flying with them or whatever. Um, so like, you know, right away, I was kind of looking at that and just, it sounded like um, flying with them was a real hassle. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think you guys saw on Facebook, I put on the Ontario duck and goose hunters that I just put it out there said, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Send me all your tips and tricks. Uh, and pretty much everybody said flying is no problem. Just get there a yeah. little early. And, and through that, one guy uh, from Saskatchewan reached out to me and, he, and he, uh, he works for Air Canada. So he was full of tips and said like, you know, here's what you can do. He started going out there. Um, and when he lived in Ontario, he and somebody yeah. started going out there. Uh, so he gave me, you know, gave me all the info. And when I got looking at it online, it was really confusing. So he had said, you can travel with three guns. You can put them all in one case. But when you look at Air Canada, uh, it says it says you can travel with up to three guns, but you can only have two rifles in one case or two shotguns in two cases. So it was just it, the information was yeah. really a real, a real pain. Yeah. Um, so I, would, I that, would got, that be John, Craig? Uh, no, or I can't remember. I'd have to look at my phone. I want to say I think I know who it is. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it, I was trying to get through to Air Canada just to get clarification yeah. and which, you know, the first time I called, it was like a three hour wait time or something. Um, so he had given me another number to call and I got, mm -hmm. I was able to have them call me back and was finally able to get them to confirm that, yeah, you can do three guns all in one case. Awesome. Uh, and the other question was because everybody was saying it's 50, 50 bucks plus tax for your, for your special handling. Um but again, when you read it online, it kind of sounded like you have to pay for your check bag. So you've got that fee as well, plus right. the, the $50 special handling. Um, so some people were saying yes, some people were saying no. Uh, but when I finally got through to somebody at Air Canada, they said, yeah, it's, it's not, it's separate from your check baggage. So if you, you know how, you know, you have to pay $30 for one check bag, another 50 for your second bag. They said that that doesn't apply to the guns. The guns is just a straight up. $50 plus tax, I think it's like $60. Okay. okay. So once I figured um, that out, because when we were budgeting, it was looking like, you know, maybe you're looking at like $200 to travel yeah. with your guns, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, yeah, it's like 50, 60 bucks. So, and then, then, you know, well, you know, there's a better chance of them being with you versus you ship them out, 
how soon do That's you right. ship them out, right? Like, yeah. are they going to be there when you get there? Yeah. So and and yeah. most well, and then now I know in your case, sorry, Phil, I'll I'll say this and then jump yeah. in. Um, in your case, I know you have some special guns you want to bring out with you to, to do the hunt, but um, most of the outfitters have a gun that you can rent that, you know, and for what the cost is, it's minor, right? So um, that's something that people can think about as well, if, if that's the route that you're, you're thinking about going. You can, you can rent a gun, like my gun when I was out there, I, I couldn't hit nothing with, with mine. So I, I took one of Daryl's guns and uh, it made, made a huge difference. So, so that, that's always an option as well. Phil, sorry, yeah. but I got to cut well, you off. Just to echo what you just said, if rental guns are available, find out what they are. Yeah. And if you can shoot them, yeah. referring back to our Matt Pomeroy episode. Yeah, that's right. Making sure the gun but, fits you. And yeah. yeah, the last thing you want to do is go all the way out there and because that's what was happening with me. The first, mm-hmm. the first morning, like I couldn't hit, like there was nothing. I'm, I'm shooting yeah. all kinds, but I'm not dropping anything. And I'm like, man, like, don't tell me I came all the way out here and I'm not going to even drop any fucking birds. Um, and it, I mean, it was just that gun. Like, like that's something that like, again, like in the case of, you know, if you're flying out and renting guns, like, that's a legitimate question you should like yeah. ask your guide. Yeah. What kind of guns do you offer? Is yeah. it compatible to me? Anyway, so it was just a quick side yeah. note. Yeah, yeah. That no, had a squirrel good. moment. But in regards to what Craig said, um, yeah, like this like fifty or sixty dollars, believe me, it ain't no special handling fee. There ain't no one wearing white fucking gloves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Handling your gun. These savages toss your shit. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. The belly sure of a plane. So I have heard there ain't no special handling. No. So what I have heard, um, one tip that I've heard people say that if you're if you're traveling with your with your firearms is that you know like all gun cases are padded and stuff to to help with the shock and stuff. But I've heard people say like they'll stuff like their socks, underwear, t-shirts, everything. Like they'll stack as much in there to make sure that the guns will not move whatsoever. Because again. Um, yeah, there's nobody with white gloves walking around treating this like it's fine China. It's getting tossed around. So, and with that too, like people had commented on my Facebook post saying to do stuff like that. And uh, if nothing else, it, it it's a good way because baggage expenses yeah. are so high, right? So it's like save you some money. But when I got looking at the Air Canada website, it does say on there like you can't pack your clothes in a gun case. Now, oh, do they check? Do they do they really care? Yeah. But yeah, it's something to keep in mind that if, if you look through there, they have a uh, couple of tabs as far as handling uh, or traveling with sports equipment. And then there's a hunting tab. And it does say on there that you you can't pack clothes in with your guns. But Oh, okay. What, what okay. I'm going to do when I fly out, um, I'm going to actually, one second. <laughs> um, you need a hard case to fly. Yeah. Like, because like, again, there's no white glove fucking service. Yeah. Um, so this is in the nut case. This is the special limited edition Punisher waterfowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is what I use for my camera gear. So these are basically like a pelican, but like they're a Canadian company. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Them? Like, these back. things. These things are. Oh, I won't hold that against them. Um, but these are an amazing case. This yeah. is what I hold my camera gear in. I will be buying one of these to travel with my shotguns when I fly out west. Mm-hmm. Now, I've done a pile of research because I spend like half my life on the Webernet because like TV sucks. Um, but what I'm going to do, so I looked into the nut cases and they have a layered foam system. So when, when all the foam's in it, like it's got like the, was it um, the egg carton? style foam yeah. inside yeah yeah that all kind of like meshes together and like mm-hmm. if you put a gun in there uncased or whatever that foam she's gonna hold it all nice and tight and pretty like i'll be tiger. taking two guns tight mm-hmm. tight like a tiger mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be going out with two guns because i gotta bring my 20 gauge like it's like second nature to me right but like when we get into a big snowshoe i'll be rocking the 12. what i'm gonna do when i go to pack my guns Give yourself a hernia, dear Philly. Right? <laughs> Prittner threw out my goddamn back. So I've got a number of like soft gun. Like these, this is a floating shotgun case. I've got a few of them. What I'm going to do is I will pack 
one shotgun in this one, and I've got another one that actually has like a a flag pocket, which is like the best thing ever. Um, I'll pack one shotgun in this case. I'll pack another shotgun in the other case with the flag holder, and these will go in the Nanuk gun case. So not only do you have like a gun case, like you know, while you're out there for your ten right. days, you pick up your shotgun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I guess you still gotta have a travel on, right? You still gotta be cased. Yeah. yeah, still gotta be cased. So, that was a good point. I didn't so think. Like, not only actually. you know, do you have a gun in a gun case, like a soft case, mm-hmm. but then you're putting it in the hard case. Like, I'll take out one of the layers of foam just to be able to accommodate these things, but like, they're not going to get banged around. Like, mm-hmm. right. Well, they're not, yeah. Like they're not rubbing together too, right? Like, uh, no. like Rob Paul had said on my post, he, he had said that where he had traveled once and just the guns weren't tight in the case and just rubbing against each other. Right. And just wore the finish right off. Yeah. That oh sucks. no, that's too bad. Well, yeah, it's like, I'm going to pack them in those cases and then jam them in the hard case. Another option is, is the, the gun stocks. Like I've got a pile. Yeah, gun, gun socks. socks. Yeah, yeah. Throw a gun in the gun sock, then put it in the case. It's just like, what's a gun sock? 20 bucks? I doubt what's, it what's, for even that much. What's a reason? Yeah, I think I, I think you probably can get them for 10. Yeah. But what's a reasonably priced half decent semi automatic shotgun? You start at a thousand. Yeah. You're lucky if you can get one for a thousand new. Yeah. I've got one for sale for 15. <laughs> just saying, just throwing that just throwing that out there um craig how how like how much screwing around did you do finding your flight like in canada we don't have a whole lot of options here in canada when it comes to to the airlines right the air no. canada has a little fucking monopoly on the go here so um and and i don't think southwestern airlines is flying into winnipeg so um you know, so, you know, you were pretty limited. You, what, you had like two or three airlines that you could, that you yeah, could look so, into? Yeah. So like when I started looking at, yeah, again, originally I was looking at Saskatchewan. So like I was looking at flying out of Toronto, uh, like the international or, uh, or Billy Bishop as well. Right. Right. Um, but then you're, you're even more limited on who's flying in and out of there. Um, yeah. But when, yeah, when I looked at Saskatchewan, it was crazy. The price difference from Saskatchewan to Manitoba. So again, that's kind of where I limited it. And then uh, we looked at, so Carrie was, she had everything in a spreadsheet and there was a, there was a tab for flights and hotels and all this shit. Yeah. And uh, so I think when she had broken it down, we had looked at flights with Air Canada, WestJet and Flair. So yeah, we didn't look at Swoop though. I think she had looked at Flair, like it was on the spreadsheet anyways. But of course, it's like when you talk to people, they're like, don't, no, don't, don't go with Flair because they may or may not fly out that day. Even though you have a flight, doesn't mean they're going to fly. And, uh, and then, so it's like a, uh, just through talking with people, I was able to get a, a bit of a discount on Air Canada. So when we got looking at it, just, and for us, it was the big thing was flight times. Um, again, with traveling with my dad and stuff, right? Um, so we end up, so we're doing Air Canada out and WestJet back. And okay. really, like as far as cost-wise, pretty comparable. Um, cost for baggage and stuff like that, all pretty yeah. comparable. Okay. And throughout all of it, like booking flights and cars and all that, like one thing that kind of uh, that we spent even more time on is like, okay, well, you've got this this credit card that gives you this. You're you're a member of this, which has you know supposed discount. So like we're looking through all of these different clubs and you know union. Yeah kickbacks and all this other crap right so finding out yeah. where you know, we just spent so much time looking at every individual website to figure out how can we get the best possible mm-hmm. deal and it was worth the time um yeah of course like, sure one course. thing yeah and it's just like and you know figuring out what cards you're going to get the most points from and all that kind of crap right or what you can use mm-hmm. that you don't even know you don't even remember you, you have a membership with and call that the most bang for your duck yeah yeah and we had looked at via rail right there yeah i saw that <laughs> <laughs> But He's been waiting all night to say that. Well. Yeah, buddy, dad jokes one on one. Come on, <laughs> he was waiting all night for that. Almost bang for your duck. Yeah, well, without looking, it's like so. Carrie and I, we we have a timeshare, uh, and but by looking through that, like even the rental car that we'll get when we go out there is half the price. Whereas every Sweet. every other yeah, wow. like every other company said, you know, all we you know all these other companies that you you remember with that you have these deals. They're all the same prices if you go straight through the the rental company itself, um, but through our timeshare, it's like yeah, it's seriously like half the price for. Oh wow! So, awesome. So yeah, for us to rent a full size truck when we get there. Nice. Oh, that's awesome, and and that's and you're gonna need it too, right? Yeah. 
So like when you're dropping three gram plus per person on this trip, like saving some coin here and there, like it adds up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. yeah. we're not spending that kind of money, which is why we're able to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, just like nickel and diamond as much as we can. And uh, without, but without, because compromising again, the trip. Yeah. Like, again, I don't like to spend money, but if I'm going to spend it, I don't want to, I don't want to cut so many corners. That's like, you're kind of wasting the money anyways. Right. Like if you're yeah. going to go that cheaply and then just end up with a subpar experience or worse. Yeah. And, and you guys have seen like throughout the years, I've had bad experiences with guided hunts and booking stuff and shit's <laughs> always going wrong. Right. For one reason or another. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's definitely worth the time just digging down and taking that extra couple of days to, to think of all the memberships and all the corporate different discounts that you've got and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's important that, you know, I, a lot of people will look at, you know, the price tag, right? So, you know, when you think about it, it, it is it cheaper to get, drive out there? Yeah, I, maybe if, if there's a group of you to save on fuel and, and, you know, split fuel and stuff like that. But then, you know, you're losing a couple of days travel there, especially if you're coming from Ontario, like it takes 24 hours to get across Ontario um, yeah. alone. So, um, you know, yeah, like you, you want to save money, but you don't want to compromise your trip, right? Like you don't want to, uh, and, and I don't driving. like I I don't want to I don't want to sound like a like a douchebag here, but like you do get what you pay for, right? So so like if you're if somebody is saying, hey, listen, I can do this hunt for you for two hundred bucks a day, yeah, you might want to. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> getting wanna, a two hundred dollar a day hunt. Yeah. yeah, like you you better look into this outfit if, if they're only charging you 200 bucks a day because um you you may not your expectations may not be in line with what the outfitter is, is planning on doing for you right so um the way that you you guys have done it craig is, is the right way to do it like you've set up you've set your your parameters right like you knew that this was a trip you wanted to do you knew that okay I, i'm okay to spend x number of dollars um and I'm going to make it, I'm going to do my best to make it work for X number of dollars. And, and if that means it takes me six hours on the phone during the day to, to find that deal for the rental and, and the flight and, and whatever, then you know what, that, that that's something you got to do. Cause I, I promise you, and, and I know you don't need me to say this, but this will be a trip you'll never, ever forget in the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and your dad, your brother, and your son won't either. I feel bad for your son because your son's going to be absolutely fucking ruined after going out there. Like <laughs> every year, every year now, he's going to want to go to Manitoba to shoot birds. So yeah. uh, you better uh, you better pad that bank account, buds. Well, I'd say, and it was, yeah, like spending the time, it was, it was crazy stressful. Like a bunch of times I just had to carry, I was like, yeah, I just, I can't do it. I can't pull it off. And, uh, but yeah, it was, you know, again, it's once you kind of get the idea in your head, it's like, how do you justify not doing yeah. this hunt with my dad? And, and cause yeah, it's like when I went away to college, I, well, our family were never big, serious hunters. Right. And I know I've talked to you guys about that before. Yeah. Like I've always waterfowl hunted, but it was one of the last 10 years of meeting you guys and going to various camps and that, where I really learned how to waterfowl hunt. Yeah. Uh, because growing up, we had one spot that we could go yeah. to just outside of Dunville. We had our one pond. We had decoys that you just threw out. Like you didn't even, a lot of times you didn't even go up because it was so mucky. You just threw them into the water. So there was no, there was no decoy layouts and stuff like that. Right. So mm -hmm. it was only later on we're meeting guys like you and, and just through the camps and that where it really kind of started to learn. And so for me, I still do guided hunts as frequently as I can, because that's, that's the way I've been able to learn and stuff. Right. And, and like yeah, even absolutely. being with Phil a couple of times in his boat, seeing how Phil rigs up his decoys and, and helping get those lines and stuff out, right? It's nothing I'd ever done before. So it's just mm -hmm. getting all those experiences and that. And uh, so in the last couple of years, I had already said like the next year or two, like I'm doing a trip out West. However mm -hmm. I do it, that's what's happening. Yeah. So when this came up, it's like, well, this this definitely has to be the first trip. Uh, and then again, because I'm so cheap, it's like, it's humming and hawing. It's like, do I do it? Do I not? Like, 
you know, okay, yeah. well now this is different. So maybe it's a couple extra hundred bucks. Uh, but I w actually woke up the one morning and I don't know what made me think about it, but I was like, I realized this is the 25th year since the 25th anniversary since I was in Okamath. So I like, I, I will carry up and I was like, well, I can't not go now. Right. So yeah, we need to figure, we need to figure this all out. Easily and, justified. Uh, um, but, and that's like Phil, right? Like, like Phil was saying, saying last year, like he got to get out West. He, he needs to get out West because he hadn't been out there yeah. and, 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 he, fairness, and he got it in his head. You don't know when your last day is. Yeah. True. Right. Live every day like it is your last. Get out there, fucking grind them birds, and just just go. Yeah, because you're a okay, long like, time dead when it comes. Well, they like, so like growing up, like we were out, like you know, after high school, dad picked like right at the end of the day, dad picked me up. We'd be out there, and uh, but then you know when I went when I went away to college, and then I came back uh, with me. Not, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Phil and I turned out we were at college at the same time. Did know each uh, other. <laughs> But, but after that, it's like, I don't, I can't remember when I had ever hunted with my dad again after that, like probably once or twice after college or like when I was living, because once college was done, I was living in Southwestern Ontario and I just bounced around all over the province. Um, so that was kind of part of this driving force was I, I, like somebody else was talking about the trip and like, I realized I don't have, I can't pinpoint when I, I don't even know when I last hunted with my dad. Um, and I don't, certainly don't have like any big, crazy memories other than a trip we did on Walpole Island one time first time I ever got my limit one of like the two times I've ever gotten a limit and uh it's <laughs> so, like that's the only that's the only good hunt I have with my dad right mm -hmm. um and so that was where it's like I just wanted to put this together to be like if nothing else it's like that that's the one you come back to right? it's like you can pinpoint that hunt uh and then when I realized like and when you know when the outfitter was willing to work with me for a price for Caleb too to bring him along uh, I was like, yeah, I can't not bring him, right? He'll never get it. Likely, he'll never yeah. be out in the field with my dad. Yeah. And then to be able to extend it to my brother too, right? That's great. Well, in, in fairness, you wait out another two years, that kid can carry a gun. You guys can do it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like once you get out there, um, we won't, it's like there's, you can't not keep going back, right? That's right. Oh, the, the itch is there. Like, I want to go back. I, uh, I just... I want to go back out there. Um, I want to go back out with Daryl um, and hunt again. I got a couple things I want to cross off the list down south before I go back out out west again. That that's and that's the only reason why I haven't planned another trip out west. I got a couple things I want to do down south of the border, um, and and in the next three four years I'll I'll get those things clicked off and. I'll go back out and hang out with Daryl and, and, and shoot some birds out with Daryl again. Um, and Daryl was going to come on tonight. Um, and he was going to come on and, and be able to chat with us about all this as well. But, um, and for anybody that remembers Daryl Gilbert being on the show before Daryl is, is a guide, like he guides birds all fall in the winter time. It's he's, he's fishing, ice fishing. Then in the spring, he's, he's, at the fish again, then the summertime back at the lodge, getting ready for the fall. So like the man is, is busy. So, um, he's got a bunch of clients in right now, um, for fishing. So he wasn't able to, wasn't able to come on tonight, but, um, yeah. Um, I wanted and to ask you, was, yeah, go sorry, for I just want to say like Daryl was super helpful too. Cause like oh, he yeah. told me to reach out to him and a couple of people had said to reach out to him. Um, yeah. cause I just, you know, I hadn't looked into Ongaros or anything like that, but I assumed it's like, I'm sure it's well beyond what I can do right now. And, uh, and so like he, I told him again, like kind of what the, what I was looking for and the situation with my dad. And he said, yeah, he's like, you know what? We're not really don't go, you know, like we're not really going to fit the bill of this at this point, but yeah, he, yeah. And then he put me in touch with somebody else. And yeah. And, uh, and, and one thing I actually uh, wanted to bring up for people to consider too, is the timeline. So part of the reason why I'm going to September, part of it's because that's when the big guy had availability. Um, but yeah, in Manitoba and I think in the other Western provinces, there's the American season too, right? Yeah. So a lot of these guys, once you get into that American season at the end of September, like booked up, like you're not getting yeah. it and you're, you're spending the, the American prices too. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, because they're catering to those guys and it's like, I can't, <laughs> I can't well, pay the, the tag those guys are paying. Right. And, and the other thing that you got to keep in mind is that all of those guides and outfitters out West 
had two years of no customers. Um, and, yep. uh, you know, so two years of no customers, um, they definitely need to fill the coffers back up, right? So, um, so they're relying on those American dollars to get to come up and those and those Yankee hunters, right? Because they they got to come up and, and they want them to come up. They've been two years and that's, and listen, I'm a, I'm a very proud Canadian and, and, and all of that stuff. But don't think that the Canadians are what's keeping these outfitters going yeah. because it's not. It, it's the Americans. The Americans that come up, they come up, do their hunts up uh, out west. They come north of the border and then they start going south and then they make their way down and they chase the migration, right? So, um, yeah, it, it would be, and and I guess what I, I I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is is if you if you do look into it. And, and you get some sticker shock when you see that price. Um, you got to remember the, 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 the insurance and the liability and, and the day-to-day -day operations that it takes to, to keep one of these outfits going, right? So, um, the, and, and you got some, and you got, and when there's a demand for, well, then you can, you can charge a, a premium dollar, right? If you're a premium outfit, and you provide a premium service, well, then you can demand a premium dollar. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's who you want to go with. Sometimes you can't afford it, but that's who you want. I would love, like I'll, maybe someday, maybe someday I'll get to go out and hunt on Garrels. Um, but I'm the same as you, Craig. Like I, I wouldn't be able to go hunt on, on Garrels right now because I, it's just not in the carriage, right? But someday I hope that I will be able to go out and, and witness it and, and be able to be able to shake the man's hand you know yeah and that was one thing too like further with the uh the american season and stuff like that so a couple of the the guys i was put in touch with they were willing to do the hunts but they they didn't have they either didn't have or didn't have their lodges open yet uh and so one in particular i was talking to in manitoba they have a lodge but they don't open it until the americans come up so you know i was looking at he gave me a price for the hunt uh, but that was a price per day for four guys. And yeah. then it was just on top of that, I was going to have to figure out hotels. I was going to have to figure yeah. out meals, meals and all that crap. Yeah. So, so with this guy, this guy we're going with, he still includes all that, right? So, yeah. you know, the, the meals and accommodations are taken care of. So yeah. it's just, just something show else. Up, yeah, show something up, else for people to consider is, is, are these guys in full swing yet at that point? If you're going yeah, for the full open American season, uh, are, what are what are you getting as far as services? Yeah, it's no, funny that people, people are turning down money. Like, so, sorry, you're yeah. not American. We, we can't get up, cannot be the full service package. Like, you're coming up to expend money. Like, like, I wish I was that independently wealthy that I could turn down money. Well, I, I'm, I'm not so certain that it, it comes down to that they're that independently wealthy i think what it comes down to is that for them to do the opening up process of their lodge and once it's open it's open there's no shutting it down and then a month later opening it back up philly i'm not sure that there's a whole lot of canadians oh, no, we're, 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 we're a bunch of cheap pricks i'll be the yeah, first one i don't i don't think pricks. we're I don't think what? Canadians as a whole um, are willing to pay the prices that the no, Americans we, we are. are not, we are not like the, the, yeah. the huge like based like clientele for a lot of these lodges. But no, like, no, not like, at all. Like, in fairness, like to run a good business, you need to be open from the first day of the season to the last. Someone calls, I want to come hunt, pay you money. No, sorry, I don't want to take your money just because I just don't want to take your money. It's like, I wish I could turn down money. <laughs> I really do. Well, that was, that's that not was the case. A, hey, you get that OnlyFans, that OnlyFills <laughs> thing oh, yeah. going. Like I said, 25 bucks for a dirty photo, 50 <laughs> bucks to not get it. <laughs> Carrie wanted me to uh, wanted me to Photoshop your head on like some of her dance pictures and stuff like that, like the videos that <laughs> oh, she posts. God, oh, God bless your would, lovely wife. That would well, be funny. Well, actually. it's funny. My wife, my wife messed me. She's like, what in the <laughs> I'm like, well, sweetheart. I saw so, her like, comment on that post. I, yeah. Like, I'm like, it, it's the show. We say whatever the hell we want to say. We have some fun in this and that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting ready for the sportsman show. 
I'm going to be signing glamour shot for whatever, <laughs> right? And like, I'm like, one of our big loyal fans, Mr. Greg, God bless him, very talented artist, yeah, does a like only fills <laughs> thing and whatnot, and it just fucking goes viral, right? And my poor wife, Dana, she's like, what is this shit? I'm like, well, sweetheart, <laughs> photography, dot cutting, it's expensive business, and 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, Craig, what have you figured out for transporting birds back? Uh, so that was another one where I was looking at, like, can you, can you ship them? Do you bring them with you? Uh, and I was looking at the viability of shipping, like shipping, uh, with Canada post or something, uh, just because of the baggage fees and all that. And again, not understanding if, because you're only allowed so many check bags and I didn't know how the guns fit into that. And so it seems yeah. like you can only have three check bags and like the cost of it just is crazy. Um, but I hadn't looked into the price of shipping. Now I had seen on my Facebook post, somebody had said, well, you can't ship migratory birds. Yeah. Somebody else had commented and said, you can, and here's the information. Uh, you got to have your license information and like a list of the birds and all that stuff. So it seems like yeah. you can ship like with, I don't know if it'd be Canada Post or Pure later, um, but it seems like it's it's an option. Uh, I didn't go down that route because once I figured out the guns, I realized we'll have room to, to fly with them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once we kind of get all our stuff packed together, it'll just be an issue of figuring out, do we travel with a cooler and kind of pack clothes in that to have one to bring back with us? Or yeah. do we just buy whatever we can get out there and pack them up? And and because, uh, yeah, like that's, but that's obviously something people have to think about because I think people yeah. think about going out there and smashing limits, but they're not looking at, okay, well, if you're paying the guide or the, the yeah. people at the lodge to clean them, you're looking at, I think it was anywhere from three to $7 a bird, depending on the species. Yeah. Then you got to buy a cooler and then you have to ship it, um, which I think, I think with the airlines, it's basically the same, like it's a check baggage kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Carrie's showing me here. So yeah. So with Air Canada, it was, uh, so if you, if you check in your first bag, it's $30 plus tax. The second bag is $50 plus tax on top of that. Then your third bag is like anywhere from 80 to $130. And that's if you don't go over the weight, right? And that's yeah. each way. So um, I think the one thing that people, when we, so we drove out, um, there was what, how many of us? One, two, three, four, there were six of us. Um, so you're hundred percent right. Something that people don't really think about is the birds and coming back. So if you're out West and there were six of us and we got our limit every day, every day we got our limit on ducks and every day we got our limit on speckle belly geese. Um, we, we didn't see any Canada's when we were there um, and we got some snow geese as well. So six people, we were there for four days. So, you know, four days of limits. Each bird to travel back, had you had to keep a wing on each bird. Um, I'm going to tell you, it was a lot of birds. Mm -hmm. um, now, there was a local woman. Um, she was a, uh, I, I'm going to say she was matey, um, just because she was, she was a bit French. Um, and she was, she was close to the lodge and, and she had come over one day while we were cleaning birds. Um, and we gave her some just for her and her family. She was an older lady. So we gave her some birds um, and that took care of, of some of our birds. But I'm going to tell you, we had a lot of birds uh, yeah. to bring back. Uh, so much so that we even took some um, and there was a Chinese restaurant just down from the lodge and we took a bunch of hours down to them and we asked them if they would make it into it. So they made like these huge trays of stir fry for us. Yeah, like I've heard made, of people doing that. Oh, buddy. And I'm going to tell you, it's the best you ever ate. Like, and this is so like General, these, General Tao Goose. Oh, buddy, it was amazing. So they made these big trays of stir fry with us. And plus we still had a ton of birds. So the beauty thing was, is that like I, I know like guys like Lance Holmes and all these fellas that hadn't had that have never tried speckle belly and they've never tried snow geese. Like I had so much 
that all my friends, I was able, well, here, you want to try speckle belly? Here's a couple breasts. Here's a couple yeah. breasts of snow geese and stuff because we had so much. So now you're flying out there. Now it's only, it's four of yous. Caleb's not going to really have a limit. Um, so really three of yous. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing you got to think of when it comes to the space is the fact that you got to keep that wing attached onto the breast, right? Um, yeah. And that, that's going to soak, soak up a bit of room. But I know like back home in Newfoundland, like everybody flies into Newfoundland for their moose hunt. They all fly back with their meat. They yeah. all leave, they all leave the island. Like they go to the butcher and the butcher prepares it into a cooler and packages it all up and, and flash freezes it. And, and, you know, they go to the yeah, airport. Just, believe me, Air, Air Canada will gladly take your money. <laughs> it's all about how you pack and stuff up too, right? So it's like, yeah. Caleb doesn't, isn't going to take up a lot of space in this check baggage. So it's like he and I can probably get away with one and it just leaves you that, that many, it leaves you that space for the other check bags. Well, th this is where you teach your kid. Welcome to hunting kit, hunting trips, kid, where you're yeah. wearing your underwear two days. <laughs> yeah. Maybe three, if you turn it inside out. And it's like, I had the conversation with my brother. Cause it's like, uh, I'm going to make sure as many of my other uh, family and friends watch this or listen to this later on. But it's like my brother, like I said, he's new to hunting, but he's the guy that if you're fishing and you hook a muskie, he's already thinking about frying that thing up, right? If there's, if you're no. hunting, <laughs> no. if you're you hunting, don't eat muskie. And no, no, I know. But it's like, no. if, uh, if, you know, if he's hunting and like a sparrow goes by, he's already got plans to like <laughs> batter that thing up and eat it, right? So it's like, I, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to talk to him and kind of get the point across. It's like, we don't need to come home with our limit of cranes and geese yeah. and ducks yeah. for all three days when we're there right because mm -hmm. it's like right away he's like oh yeah it'd be great to come back with all that meat it's like you got to pay for that yeah you got to clean that and it's like learn. And yeah, yeah. The cranes are big right and that's that's what i'm going for i just want to see one crane fall out yeah. of the sky right and uh like that's that's it for me like and you, you guys have talked a lot about like the everybody says it's not about the birds it's not about the birds and like, I, I think I'm one of the few guys where it's like, for me, and you guys know, I like, I don't, most of my hunting is at a camp, right? Like yeah. once I leave yep. camp, I hardly get out the rest of the year. So like, for me, like, honestly, like getting out is the, is the thing for me. Um, and especially for this trip, like if I shoot a limit of birds of every type of bird I can every day, great. But it's ultimately, do I want to, uh, I got to pay yes, for that. Yes, right? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do, I do. I want to be able to say I smashed the limit of everything I could every single day. But ultimately, as Carrie's pointed out, I'm called triple threat for a reason, right? That's right. Chances are, uh, you might low, miss. Like, what's that? You might miss. I might miss even those big cranes. It's well, you know, I tell you what, those cranes, in my experience, are not easy birds to knock down. Or I guess they're, they're real, real wary too. Hey, eh? like they are. Like their eyes, they say they say their eyesight is just as good as a turkey, right? So. Um, when we hunted them now there, there's a little bit I think I think if if everybody that I hunted crane with were sitting here I think there may be a debate on over who actually shot crane um, and who shot at crane I <laughs> I think I shot a crane but there's others that don't think I shot the crane which, <laughs> with whatever but the thing is is when we done it the way we were set up, um, we were taking some, they weren't in close. Like the guide was, yeah, take them. And I know the first time, like I didn't even come up, like pull, I was like, no way. I'm not even taking a shot at that. That's way too far for me. Um, and then after I, I did, but um, you know, it, it, they're big birds, man, but they're pterodactyls. That's exactly yeah, I, what it is, right? Just, it's a fucking I just want to see one. Like I just want to see yeah. one, like just that stone dead just fall, right? Yeah, you can you could hear it hit the ground a mile away, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so but I just imagine that it's like because like again, like I'm I've talked to all the guides, like when I was trying to figure everything out, I said like, you know, layouts are are definitely a no a no go for my dad and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like even like none of us, like I'm one of the taller ones in my family at my whopping five eight. So it's like even I like I have a hard time. Like in Phil's boat or A frames, it's like usually it's just like, you know, I'm like yeah. trying to see the birds coming in, but like the frames like right here. So it's yeah. like my dad's Greg, gonna have to Greg couldn't sit in my boat. He just stood. 
everybody always has those little card table folding chairs right and it's like <laughs> I, my, my torso is only like this big right? so it's like, well, in fairness craig hides very well in a blind yeah, yeah that's good that's good he's not gonna he's not gonna be the one you have to worry about pie face in the flock yeah, yeah. that that's me that's me yeah. <laughs> um craig buddy this was this was awesome and i i think it was a great show um we're at that we're at that 60 minute mark here now so um, we'll, we'll cut her off here, but you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is Craig's hunt and this is his experience. And this is the way that, that he went about it. If you have other tips, um, feel free to comment, uh, on any of our social media, on the, on the podcasts, on the YouTube channel, whatever, um, give us the links. If you're a guide, uh, if you're an outfit, listen, Tag yourself in, in, in this and, and let us know you're out there. Far out, um, use, use our platform to, to spread your own word. Um, we're, we're totally okay with that. Um, and if you have more questions, reach out to us. And if you have questions for Craig, um, I will put you in touch with Craig if you have more questions. Um, not a problem right there. Um, so I think it was a great show. I think a lot of great information uh, that was passed on and, uh, and hopefully everybody, you know, enjoyed it. So we'll do a quick round the table. Craig, we'll, uh, we'll end it with you, but Philly uh, to you, buddy. Craig, it's always, always an absolute pleasure to be in your presence. I'm a little mm -hmm. disappointed that you weren't using the official Craig Lalonde drinking cup for tonight's episode. I've still got a DU one. You just can't really see it. It's not the official Craigie yeah. drinking. Yeah, cup. it's not. The, it's not the Lumbler, but yeah, we're, like where's we're, like your like was it 1986 like McDonald's Christmas cup or whatever the hell it is? Metro Canada. Yeah, Metro that's Canada. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like all the best on your guys' trip. Like again, take a shit ton of photos because like who knows if you're gonna do this again? And like mm -hmm. being out there, you, your brother, your kid, your dad, like. It's a trip of a lifetime, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, like if if you and like, and like you mentioned, like if you want to get together, do a photo shoot, like and with the guns and it's not, buddy, you just say the word, we'll get her going. It's on me. Thanks, awesome. buddy. Frank. I just want to say thanks for having me on. Um, like I said, it just like I said to you on Facebook uh, the one time, Damien's like I didn't know what I would what I could really bring to to this, especially considering I, the I think people you've had. Awesome! It was an awesome episode, buddy. It, 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 exactly what we needed. We just needed someone to to tell us exactly the ins and outs of planning this trip, and and you've done exactly what we needed you to do. More importantly, well, I, Craigie, we need you on after the trip. Yeah, oh, big time for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Get Mark doing all the. Uh, he'll share his sharing his screen. Showing I, I was just there. thinking. I was just <laughs> thinking to say that. You take all the pictures, send them to Merck, and Merck shares screen, and you can mm -hmm. talk. You could talk about each picture as Merck uh, as Merck does that. No, it was awesome. Um, but no, I appreciate you having me on, and just uh, and just having the chance to kind of share what I've been able to find out with other people because everybody's been so good, kind of reaching out to me, like uh, on the Ontario on the Ontario page. Not you guys have seen like how people yeah. just. You know, people post a simple question and just get roasted yeah. on there in that right but like, everybody had something positive to say like the advice people were reaching out to me personally uh and like really like i wouldn't have been able to put it together as well as like as as i have yeah. um with it with without their help and then especially without carrie's help too right like yeah uh and i think that's the big thing like all of us have kind of we all have that luxury of we've got pretty not, not even just understanding wise, but very supportive wives that have yeah. kind of really been key in, in, in stuff like this, right? Like, like even your camp last year, Carrie, I didn't see the post. Carrie told me about the post and her text was, it's on my birthday, but go for it, right? <laughs> and then on her I anniversary, on, on her, like the one hunt I went on, out on my own, like it was on her anniversary, right? <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but the fact that your wife is actually a hunter helps as well too, right? Yeah. Like, she enjoys she enjoys in in the waterfowl blind as well so um but i i tell you what the 11th of september i cannot wait for you to get out there i cannot wait to follow this journey i can't wait to see the pictures hear the stories see the smiles um i i'm really really jealous of you um to be able to pull this off uh, especially with your dad brother and son um makes me 
really want to try and put something together myself for the same reasons. Um, Craig, thanks so much, buddy. Just like I said at the beginning of the show, I, I am I am ashamed that it's taken us this long to get you on because you are a good friend and someone that um, that's been a friend for years and you've been um, a big, big supporter of Punisher Waterfowl right from the time that you and I first met. Um, you and Carrie, both of you. So uh, I can't thank you enough for, for all of your support uh, and your friendship. So um, thanks so much for that. Ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 84 of the Union 0430. I hope you enjoyed this show as much as what we did. I hope you're being able, I hope you're able to take something away from this um, education-wise. And uh, and if nothing else, be on the lookout for Phil's um, OnlyFans um, <laughs> merch that soon will you'll, be. You'll be looking a long time. <laughs> um, but uh, Greg Taylor... Um, big shout out to you because that logo was amazing. Everybody, this is the Union 0430. Um, like we always say, we aren't experts. We, we're just a bunch of friends that love one another's company. We love talking about bird hunting and, and helping one another out. So please subscribe, ring the bell, get us on podcasts, follow us on our social media, send us some love. And I hope I get to see every one of you's during the Toronto Sportsman Show on the 19th of March. Philly is going to be there in case you didn't know. So with that big... Find an autograph. Oh, Philly's... Hey, listen. For fuck's sake, somebody come and ask <laughs> Phil for an autograph because he's already been out and bought like 10 dozen friggin' Sharpies and, and he's expecting this lineup. He's already got 8 by 10 glossies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean bought? <laughs> I can get them bitches for free from work. <laughs> he's already got a bunch of 8 by 10 glossies ready to start signing. So um, please come. Sucks <laughs> oh, buddy. Does it really? Is phone, it really bad? Put a phone call into fucking Elon there. Where yeah. Fucking yeah. Okay. Yeah. Enough of that. Big love. Talk to you next week. Ciao.